0: Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek
2: Pod. I'm your host Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs, and I'm Kevin. <laughs> and he's very excited to be here tonight. Um, so <laughs> let's let let's jump right to it, guys. What's got you geeked? Anybody?
3: Who's going first? Well, I don't have anything that's got me geeked. I got some something that's got me annoyed.
0: So Corbs has got something that's gotten tweaked. It can be the anti-geeked. Go for it.
3: So you guys know that I've been working since uh, March 22nd. So six, seven weeks now. So got this guy that was at the office, quit to take another job. And then after three days at the new job, called my boss back and wanted his old job back. And they hired him back. Nice. Well, this guy thinks he's the new team lead and he's just some little peon. So every time you every time something goes on, he'll come running over and put his two cents in.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's annoying. So we call so there's a so I'm still in the office. I haven't moved to working remote yet. And it's me and another kid that I was was told I was told Josh, was telling you guys about the he's big into Bigfoot. Okay. So
2: what, what so, you told us about that? I, don't, I,
3: don't. I
0: mentioned it. Time travel, Paul. Time travel. He will <laughs> tell us about it.
3: Yes, I will tell you about it. Don't worry about it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so I, I was working with this site today. Their site was hard down. No internet, no nothing. And he comes running over. And he Because they had the guys who were on the IT field. They had the UPS, Universal Power Supply. Big old yeah. black honking box. Well, it was making that really loud screeching noise, which means that it's dead the or battery. dying. It's going, on, it's going on battery backup. Yeah. So they had a power strip there, so I didn't plug everything in the power strip. And he comes running over to my desk. And I was just talking with this this other kid. We were just talking. I was like, this is what's going on. I was kind of explaining. We are just kind of talking. And he goes running over. He's like, you can't replace that. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I can't replace it? That's what we've been told to do. Well, it's, it's if it's for an X-ray machine, you can't replace it. I'm like, it's not an X-ray machine. Shut the hell up and go away.
2: All right, for the sake of the story, can we just call this guy um, John? We
3: call, it, we, we call him douche.
2: I mean, I figure we just need to name him for the segment. You got. Yeah, we'll
3: call stop. him
4: John. You got to stop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had our, we have our team meeting every day, every Friday at 2, at 2, one thirty from 1.30 to 2.30. And this guy will take the meeting over from the managers. And it was pretty funny today. So we had this, we had a side message going on that um, we, uh, between my, the, the one kid that the, the Bigfoot enthusiast and uh, one of the other g- girls that was in the office, and we had a bet going on how many questions he was going to ask that had no relevance to anything that was going on for the day, or for the week. It, it, we rounded it up to ninety, and it was like he only had like five or six. But he called our boss after, and was talking to her after, and asking all these weird ass questions. Yeah, he's just a giant <clears throat> douche. I'll oh, like this because I figured at some point I'm gonna I'm gonna throw punch him at some point. The neck. Neck punch, yep.
2: Yeah, you do realize that'll be your last day though, right? That you can't
3: I don't give a shit.
2: Yes, you do. It took you this long to get a job going on. (laughs) Pretty much your last
5: day in Um, society. I
3: uh I thought I overheard him saying that he was gonna be in the office at six thirty when I'm there in the morning on Monday. And I figure if he's there and I'm there, one of us is gonna die and it's not gonna be me.
2: Can you have him accidentally fall on a door handle or something?
3: I'm going to have him accidentally fall on an elevator shift.
2: <laughs> you do realize yeah. this is recorded and it goes yeah. out to the public, right? I mean, this is this is all parody. That's This is a comedy podcast. What we say is all
3: just in jest. Yeah. When he falls on the stairs, it's different. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I, I wouldn't have led with that. I like my job too much, but <laughs> I, I applaud your balls, Corbs.
3: I, I like I, I like my job too, but I'm sorry, man. Just
2: not John. If
3: I ask if I ask for your opinion, then give it to me. But if I'm talking to somebody else and you don't I don't need your opinion, don't throw your two cents in or you're gonna get throat punched.
2: I, I agree with that.
3: That's it. I'm done with my rant.
2: Perfect.
0: All right. Well to uh leaven things up a little bit uh and get away from the uh the violence and the workplace theme we have going so far. Uh, you know, what has me uh, geeked, uh, it'll probably have me geeked for the rest of the month is I haven't worked since Sunday. I've been off because I am now in my sabbatical. You have a I sabbatical? Have, I have a sabbatical. Um, this, and I probably brought it up to you, uh, but uh, last year, they, as they were bringing us all from being contract workers into the company proper, they said, you know, every five years you get a sabbatical, you get a month off. Um, you have to use it in before the beginning of your sixth year. So you have to use it in that time frame, or you lose it. And I've been putting it off because I'm like, I don't want a month off. I mean, this was back before we had vacation, so I was like, fuck, give me a couple weeks of vacation. I don't need to take a month off at a time. But I, you know, this is one of the uh, the perks, I guess, of working for a company based out of California, and they have, you know, I guess they're expecting me to come back and tell them about my trip to Nepal where I found myself in inner enlightenment. Um, frankly, uh, I mean, I, I have, I have. Put some some time into doing some good stuff. I'm not just playing video games. Uh, you can't see it behind me, and since I always have the GeekPod logo, you wouldn't know what it looked like before. But this used to be my office slash Lana's bedroom when she stayed here and on the weekends, and I decided, well, she's an adult. She's never staying the night again, at least not on purpose, you know? Right. Uh, it's time for me to reclaim this room so there used to be a bed there was issues with the cats kicking litter out of the box there was always litter all over the place so this week monday i go to lowe's i buy some totes and you know i get these things to put the cat boxes in with covers on and holes cut so they can get in but they can't kick the litter out did a full clean of everything on tuesday i uh took the bed down and uh put it in the uh, in the attic um uh, Wednesday, I was just uh, getting everything set up. I mean, I've got my my guitars and amps over here. Oh, yeah, uh, I can I've got see a it behind of... the D. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, let me let me shut it off. You know what? You know what? Just because you said that, I'm going to do a tour. Because Why I'm being not? a D, you're going to turn off the D? Yeah, let me. Uh, <laughs> like, dropping people... a D? I've let never people... been able to turn off the D. All right, let me get this out of the way. <laughs> so this room used to be a mess, but now I've got all this space. Nice oh, it really was behind room. the D. Look at that. so i got more light sources if you notice it's i'm a lot brighter now so i've got a second light source over Mm -hmm. on this side this is really hard to do but the cat box is in you know a bin and everything i have ordered a bunch of artwork and posters that i'm going to be putting up so i'm really excited i mean it's it's kind of you know an office remodel Mm -hmm. Um, not going to do anything about these shitty hardwood floors but that's what I've done with my week, along with putting a lot of time into uh, playing video games. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to talk about you know, Valhalla later on. I have a little something to, to add uh, to that. But that's that's what's got me geeked. I'm, I'm just happy I'm not working and just doing shit.
2: <laughs> All thing. And that's when you come across really old shitty monitors that belong to other people.
0: Oh, yeah. It's right here.
2: Yeah, that can go in the trash anytime you want it to.
0: I definitely record. don't need There's, that back. Yeah, or because you insisted you wanted that back at first.
2: Yeah, you now might, I don't I, need it back. I have way too many monitors here.
0: You know what the funny part about that is, Paul? Even hmm. if I wanted to get rid of it, how the fuck do you get rid of electronics? The the garbage people keep you know leaving the shit there. So right.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. So you have uh, a, uh, they have a
0: they uh, have a pickup electronic drop off pickup drop off if you go on to
3: I think it's, it's I think it might be or- Orca. Okra. Oh, OSHA, okra osha worker okra.com dot com okra. or whatever yeah they, they give you a list of places you can go and drop stuff off some they even I have know. spots where you can, like you can go and just drop it off and mm-hmm. take it like
2: time, they'll set so. up in a parking lot for a weekend or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but they,
3: to... I, there's there's now spots where you can like physically go to like a location
4: the transfer station like, they're
3: not yeah. they have the pop-up ones what they do when they go and sit in in a in a parking lot for four hours and you come drive up in your car and
4: you take
0: everything else. So, so you're saying I have didn't have to disassemble all the electronics I've been nope. throwing out and shoving them in bags with other nope. trash? Nope. <laughs> so
4: Aswe- so Oswego County has transfer stations, a couple of them around the, around the county, of Oswego and um, Hastings and Fulton, yep. and um, you drive right in, and all recycling is free. You don't need a ticket, you don't need a sticker. If you're recycling electronics, oil um uh glass, plastic, paper, or metal, drive in and they got a place for it and you drop it off. Electronics are all put into one of those um the big uh cardboard boxes um on top of a pallet and as long as it's something you know computer related monitor whatever just put it in there turn around and leave and that's it. Yeah. Anytime to have to drive to Oswego County. They
3: have it here in Syracuse too, Dickhead.
4: They have yeah okra has got them i got
2: a place up the street that does that shit. Brewing uh, computing or something. They have bins outside where you can go throw all that shit.
0: Why there didn't you, you throw this shit out when it was at your house then?
2: Because then I needed it. Now I don't. No,
0: you didn't. You didn't no, really need it. You gave it to me.
2: Right? Apparently I didn't. Said,
0: I want this back. And I'm like, why would he? I mean, this thing's square, guys. This monitor is square.
2: Like legit square. Yeah. It's better off as a serving dish. I'm just saying.
4: <clears throat> all right kev you got something oh, pretty special that's got you geeked right i do i'm pretty happy we're going on vacation a little uh little vacation at the end of the month uh, a little five day trip to uh vermont we're gonna do a little beer hunting and a little uh motorcycling around around the states um not at the same time obviously but um i've got sure. a yeah <laughs> i've got a uh uh, ma- a working map that I use um, of all the different uh, breweries I've already visited and uh, notes about which ones I want to go back to, et cetera. So um, every time we go, we find something new and different, interesting. Um, first couple of times we did this was my uh, discovery of some of the uh, small batch IPAs. Now I pretty much can't drink an IPA without throwing up in my mouth. So I'm pretty well done with them. I didn't really like them before and, you know, after finding a couple good ones, I, I think I overdosed on those, <laughs> but, um, I really do. Um, but there's a lot of other ones, a lot of, a lot of really, really good stuff out there. Um, and, and it's all small batch and you know, the a lot, majority of the stuff doesn't leave the state, so it's fun to go find it and, uh, and try it and hang around with other really cool people that, uh, that think it's the, you know, think it's the, you know, the, the greatest thing in the world because they're smarter than anybody else because they found it. and whatever (laughs) what's what's your go-to style kevin i'm i'm a uh, throwback to the old uh german effe you know the the old style um not just unfiltered but it is um you have sediment in the bottle and you actually have to roll it to, to to activate it to mix it to uh to get the best flavor out of it um after that um a porter um or a a belgian or a, uh you know a triple something like that okay um but um i mean I, I those are my go-tos if i know what i'm looking for if i don't i'll try anything and i i found some amazing stuff you know um i stayed at a place once uh this little german had a German restaurant in it, and um, is up up near um, uh, Tupper Lake, and uh, they had this beer cellar, and the guy that owned the place, that's all he did is he just went all over looking for these beers, and I had this German, I forget exactly what it was, but it it, it had this smoky flavor to it. And you swear to god when you were drinking it every time you brought it up to your mouth you would get this this whiff of like a smoked ham dinner it was the most amazing thing i'd ever tried i mean I, I, you, you you find stuff like that and 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 you just knock your socks <laughs> off i mean you just you don't expect anything like that so i i like different stuff it's, it's why i like whiskey too because and bourbon because there's so much out there now. You get you get this different flavors, but um, yeah. So besides that, you know, the wife and I were taking our motorcycles up. My motorcycle and her Riker, and uh, which is the the three wheeled thing with the two in the front and the one in the back. And uh, the roads up in Vermont. There's no way to get anywhere quickly in Vermont or New Hampshire. Everything is, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going anywhere, you know, 20 miles away, it's going to take you an hour an hour and a half just because the roads are twisty, windy, and they. They go all over the place. And they're small. Yeah, it's what's so great about the the States, in my mind. So she's really excited about that, and I'm pretty happy about that, too. So that's what we're doing. Very cool. That'll be fun.
2: And it's a well-earned vacation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need some
4: time away. You need to do your thing.
2: And bring me back those beers we discussed.
4: Yeah, so... That's the other thing I love doing. I love bringing stuff back and, and sharing it with folks. So I'm um, going to share some stuff with Paul. And i got a couple of friends that, that uh, you know, we do a lot of um, beer
0: trading and stuff. So I'll bring a few things back and and hopefully find something new that way too. There you go. Tell me if you'd run into any NA options. I know a lot of breweries are doing that now.
4: I did actually last year, was it last year or two years ago? we found a, We found a brewery. That did this um, a cream ale actually, and nothing nothing like any cream ale I'd ever had before, and and I've, and I've had the the ones everybody else has had, um and they had an NA, and I did try it, and it tasted like a really light um like pilsner or uh, maybe uh, maybe a lager, but it was very light, and I, if you hadn't told me it was an NA, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what it was. I'll look it up and I'll I'll send the uh, name to you. I think yeah. you can get some of those here
0: now, some of the some of the ones that they make. And they're a very, very small brewery. I, I found something in the past week uh, just because you were interested because you, you didn't realize that there was so much N.A. Craft Brew out there. A company called Big Drop Brewing out of Chicago. Uh, this mm. is called Galactic Extra Dark. And it is absolutely delicious. Uh, basically, it's a, it calls itself a honeycomb covered in chocolate, which is pretty appropriate. I mean, it's, it's never going to be you know, a bourbon barrel aged, you know, founder's beer or anything like that. You know, it doesn't have that kind of a punch, but uh, really damn good.
4: No, that's cool. Oh,
2: you adding that to your list?
4: No. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I'm actually doing a little search here. See if I can find, I don't know if it's the right one or not. I don't think it is. All right. Well, while
2: you're searching, uh, I just want to talk about what's got me geeked. And that is the, for us overwhelming positive response to the last episode, um, hearing nothing but good things about our 100th episode. Uh, people were really happy about it. We, uh, we got a comment from somebody who told us we were doing a great job, who I, I don't know who it is. Jay cook, reach out to us. Um, tell us who you are because usually like when we get comments and stuff, we, we can kind of pick out who one of the 50% is. Um, Kelly, we saw your comment too. Thank you, honey. Um, but I was thrown. We we have a real comment from somebody that I, I don't know,
0: unless it's because one of you guys screwing with us. That's not bad, is it? No. Same Matt.
3: Yeah,
2: that was oh, Matty Matt. O'Brien. Okay. I still think we should try to get him on. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, what else has got me really geeked is you guys are going to see on uh, on the other side of the show here tonight, we have a very, very special guest to come hang out with us, talk about some creepy shit. We got Josh Rosevent from the show on K-Rock here in Syracuse. If you guys aren't local, sorry, you're not going to know what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, you'll be able to check him out if you want to because they stream the show every day on Twitch. So I'm, I'm really excited for him to come on in a little while, hang out with us, talk about some cool shit. Uh, he's always a fun guest. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun uh kevin are you done with your research yet
4: yes yeah, so it's called good measure brewing okay yeah yeah good measure if i if i get down near there i will um i will definitely look and see if they have anything there, every every place that we go is always got a limited menu you know they only make so many things at a time so you never know what they're gonna have understandable hopefully they'll just bring out some cool shit
2: so, I'll try.
1: I'll try.
2: No pressure or anything, you know, still enjoy yeah. your vacation.
4: <laughs> oh, I will. Believe me, if I got to go find beers, I'm going to have a lot of fun. And
3: be away from you. Of course, he's going to enjoy it.
4: This is true. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is true. Um,
2: so, what? Uh, what is everybody playing?
0: Oh, I have dove deep into AC Origins and finished both the DLC for that. Um, This nice. past week, uh, I've come to a conclusion, and this is this is very strange, but um, when you go back and play these, the older games, Paul, I hope you play Origins first. Um, Origins really is a superior game um, to Odyssey and to uh, Valhalla. And for one, one simple reason, I mean, gameplay wise, all of that stuff is all very similar, uh, but I'm at the end of the game. And there is so much still to do. So many side missions and even without side missions, there's just stuff. It's a living world. Um, every city has interesting people having conversations in Egyptian and foreign languages and all that stuff. Uh, it, it just feels alive. Now, uh, counter that with I went back to uh, Valhalla um, yesterday, actually, to finish up killing the Order members and do a little river raiding. Kind of getting myself back in the groove uh, when the, um, the DLC drops next week. And I just wandered around and there's just nothing there. Once you complete the map, there's nothing to do. It's just desolate. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I mean, playing on the PS5, I've I've got it on quality mode instead of performance mode. And it's fucking beautiful. But I'm just wandering through desolate beauty. There's nothing there. There's nothing to do. An occasional wolf might try to attack you or whatever. It's so strange as opposed to, you know, even in um, AC Odyssey, which I have beaten as well my save has the game completed there was so much more to do what, what they did in valhalla is they they took the side missions and they kind of wrapped them into the main story so you kind of have to do them yeah. as part of the story uh in the other games you didn't have to do that while i certainly did my fair share of them um I'm, I'm left at the end of the game uh with still a ton of shit to do and in the dlc i actually went through and made sure i, I completed every single side mission and i still spent an entire day uh running around Thebes just just looking at shit, it's just so beautiful and uh, it's such a well, fully realized game world. I, I, it kind of disappoints me because, I mean, I love Valhalla. I love the gameplay. I love the fighting now. Uh, it's really won me over with a, with its a Viking aesthetic, but I, the game really falls short there. I mean, once you've done everything, there's no reason to go back.
2: Right. And that is a little disappointing, especially if like some of the previous games like you're talking about had that where... There's still places to go afterwards, after the main story's done.
0: Yeah, e- even if you've completed every side mission, there's the, the worlds are still interesting. Um, There's still enemies that'll pop up. I mean, yeah, you can go back to a fort and find enemies in Valhalla, but you've got to fucking walk, like, right. fucking 40 miles to get there. Whereas in, in Origins, there's always something around the corner, or... And what's interesting is a good portion of or like a big uh, part of it in the lower left is all desert. And you would think, ah, oh, well, desert must be very desolate. The funny thing is, is it's so beautiful and haunting. It's not, it's still nice. engaging, even though you're wandering over uh, sand dunes and things. It's just bizarre how it, it's more captivating, uh, how, how something that has nothing in it can be more interesting and beautiful than something that's full of beautiful things. It doesn't make sense in my head either.
2: Gotcha. Nice. Corbs? Nothing. You're not playing? We're getting in the way? I'm still playing Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, (laughs) I finally realized how to change skins, so I've got Scorpion looking like his original version. Um, Because like I said, I went from playing Mortal Kombat 2 to Mortal Kombat 11. I realized that there are other things to do in there. I'm doing these towers of time where you can unlock stuff in the game. Um, But more importantly, I have finally completed my task and I've hunted down all of the Batman Arkham games. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to start into those very soon. Um, my, my final acquisition was um, Arkham origins. Okay. So, so again, only for the PlayStation three, unless I wanted to get a subscription to PS now,
4: which I didn't want to do. So Kev, what are you playing? Oh, just that Settlers Online. I finally made it to level 60, and it's, uh, it's just getting pretty good. It's, yeah. Uh, now, is there a level cap in that game? Uh, 80. Nice. Used to be uh, quite a bit lower, but they, I guess they changed that a few they years keep... ago. They weren't getting enough money out of their players, so. Um, That's how these I, game developers work? As you can imagine, it takes a hell of a lot more work to get from level to level the higher you go. I'm um, sure. No, it's, it's a good time. Got a good guild. Got a got a good bunch of people to hang out
2: with. Very good, and these will all be in the show notes. Even though, according to the opening of episode, it was 100, a good
0: joke. Come on, it was a great joke. Go. I'm not
2: going to lie; the, everything in that that special open was amazing. I, because
0: I, for 83 episodes, you never did it. Now you've started doing it, and you have you take offense to that? Come on,
2: no offense whatsoever. I wanted to call back. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> um so other than that kevin do you have a tabletop game to talk to us about i do i do
4: ticket to ride rails and sales now Uh, wait a minute haven't we already talked about ticket to ride we've talked about ticket to ride and it was just a plain jane ticket to ride and i believe it was the u.s uh the u.s game i'm not exactly sure the the um the version there's there's i don't know 9 11 different ticket to ride games all pretty well very similar gameplay you know the whole idea is you and three or four or five of your friends uh try to make the most points in the way through the gameplay and gameplay is you know you're connecting the most the most uh routes from one end of the board to the other or the longest continuous route or you are preventing your opponent from finishing their routes. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of different ways you can make points in the game. Um, the, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from uh, Board Game Geek about uh, rails and sails. Uh, and they say, rails and sails include the double-sided game boards. So it's actually two games in one. Nice. Uh, one side showing the world and the other side showing the Great Lakes of North America. Players start with a different number of cards and tokens, depending on which side they play. And each side has a few differences in gameplay. For example, on the sales side, you can actually build ports where you can, you you get a little few more points if you build a port, um, which is a little bit different from the gameplay. You don't even, you don't even have to do that. You could leave that out of it and just play the game normally like you would and, um, uh, you know, any other version of the game, and, and it plays just fine. Um, again, this is one of those games where on scale of zero to five, five being the most difficult to learn how to play. You know, it's a zero or a one, maybe a maybe a solid one. Um, the rules are um, uh, short and relatively simple, um, and gameplay is fun, uh, guaranteed to have at least an hour or more uh, in a game uh to, to complete it so it's a it's a good time with uh with some good friends i'm gonna show you the show you the box the box is very colorful well let's see if i can get it up here in front of me uh you see the whole thing kind of no, you lost it lost yeah you can see half of it yep yeah well if
2: i how, how high are you gonna miss the picture well, there you go oh oh wow they looks just like captain marvel
4: yeah isn't that funny so anyway <laughs> um but it's really cool, you know. The uh, you, if you pull the if I pulled the board out, if I could show it up, if you could get it
1: to show I can, up,
4: I could turn my background off and show it to you. But that's too much work. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> if you go on boardgamegeek.com and you look up Ticket to Ride um, and you look up Rails and sales, you'll see the board. And you'll see a, a little playthrough and a little review on it. Awesome. Um, yeah, very very fun. Um, and if you got somebody that's never played one of these games before, you can bring them in, just have them watch you play through the first hand and they'll get it and they'll be able to play. I mean, it's, it's that easy to play and, but even though it's easy, it's a lot of fun.
2: Awesome. So check it out. This is probably another one of those games you can find on Amazon and any of the, uh, the game stores in town. Probably even I've noticed Target and Walmart are selling a lot of these games that you talk about
4: yep uh yeah there are and there's you know um there's a place in the mall now uh that sells board games i forget what it's called they also sell is that mind pops. game is that what it is
2: yeah where they got like a ton of pops right there in the front yeah yeah mind yeah. game
4: yeah they're they're pretty pretty uh knowledgeable folks if you walked in there and you said hey i'd like to try you know a ticket to ride they would take you right to it and they'd show you the seven or eight different versions of what they got in there they could probably tell you a little bit about how the playthrough works um as well as other games that are very similar to it um and one one thing that we like to do when we have a game night is i like to have prizes for uh, whoever wins and i've I've found several prizes there so like the last time i got this little um there's a little tiny toy train and it was made of wood or plastic or whatever it was but the really cool thing about it was it all fit in a tin you know, in this little tin that, you know, wasn't, wasn't too awful big. And, um, so that I gave out as a toy, I mean, you know, prize was, wasn't that expensive, but it was kind of neat, you know, it kind of fit the, fit the genre. The theme
2: of the night. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Now, do you try to match beers with that? Do you like find, try to find like railroad themed beers?
4: I would, if I was, if I wasn't the only person, you know, typically around that likes beer.
2: Uh, that'll that'll squash it yeah
4: Yeah. my wife doesn't drink my buddy likes his soco and if anybody else is there they'd probably bring whatever they like but that's all right
2: nice all right well i think we're gonna go to break and when we come back uh we're gonna just spend some time with mr josh stick with us guys looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. All right. It is my pleasure and honor to introduce our guest tonight, Mr. Josh Grozent from K Rock. Um, he he, <laughs> I love this <laughs> Um He was good enough to come hang out with us for a little bit tonight, and
5: we're gonna talk some creepy shit. Yeah, let's do it. All right. How you been, man? Even Busy. We- you know, like it's been a weird year, and yeah. somehow my my year's been busier than ever before just uh, adapting and trying to you know stay afloat during these covid times yeah and now now before we do get into
2: what you're here for since you did bring it up like how weird has it been like trying to do what you do with the whole social distancing era
5: so it didn't affect my life really in any way i mean obviously like going out and about it affected my life but we never stopped going into the studio um my boss did a really great thing where he said, "All right, the only people who are allowed in this building are the morning shows. So everybody else stay home and work. They have to come here to do this. The rest of you can do your jobs from home." So for about a year, I went in with my co-host and then we're in the same building as um Gomez on TK 99 and then Rick Gary on Sunny 102. So for almost a year, it was just like four people in the building. Wow! In the most dressed down, gym clothes, you know, frat house atmosphere. Well, everybody else had to work from home. So really, I got up every day, still went in, did the job. And then there was just nobody there to interact with. And it was kind of awesome.
2: Yeah, that that seems like that would be fun. And plus the bonus is people probably stopped stealing your ice cream, right?
5: Yeah, they did. And I, uh, well, about a year ago, I invested in a freezer safe. Where, like, it has a lock on it. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so any ice cream I do bring into the building is, is locked in a safe that they can't access. I leave the good ice cream in the safe. The, uh, the stuff I am willing to share, I don't put in the safe. It's just in the freezer. That's kind of like the,
2: the decoy stuff that you keep out so people will steal that shit instead of the good stuff.
5: Yeah, and it's, like, there weird. It's weird that you bring up my job and my concern is if someone's going to steal my ice cream. Like, that's not <laughs> even an adult. That's not even an adult concern at a job.
2: I mean, it, <laughs> it shouldn't be, <laughs> but this—no, I we think are. that's a very adult
4: yeah. concern at a job.
5: <laughs> like, I'm 40 this year, and my biggest concern is: I hope my ice cream sandwiches are okay at work. I hope no one takes my burned dairy chipwiches out of the freezer. I mean, th- those are I, a hot commodity. So, they really are. I mean... <laughs> All
2: right, enough of my nonsense. Hugh, you said you found something that you wanted to bring up.
0: I did, of speaking of chip witches, uh, I wanted to ask you if you've ever heard of the Witch of Wellfleet. No, Who, what is, that? Is, is well? Tell me about it, Hugh. I, I was doing a little digging. I, I ran across this uh, in an issue of uh, National Geographic, all about uh, pirates and stuff. And I, it, basically the story goes like this. Um, in Cape Cod, uh, back in the whole, the pirate days, uh, there was a 16-year-old by the name of Maria Goody Hallett, and she fell in love with uh, a pretty famous uh, pirate. Uh, he was known as Black Sam Bellamy. He actually was known as uh, – ended up being one of the richest – or the richest pirate ever in that whole area. And he had a reputation for being really kind and nice to captives and his crew and things like that. So they actually called him the Prince of Pirates. And he rolls into town and sweeps her off her feet. And uh, she's instantly in love. They're together. Uh, her family refuses to accept him because he's a pirate, so he's like, well, I'm going to go off, and I'm going to make lots of money and come back, and your family will accept me. Uh, so he takes off and does what pirates do. Uh, you know. Meanwhile, Maria finds out that she's pregnant, which is a horrible thing, a 16-year-old pregnant girl back in the 1700s. Um, so – Basically, she has the baby. The baby dies the day it's born. And there's all this intrigue as to what happened. And the town actually locks her up. They think she murdered her kid. Now, this girl keeps escaping. She, they lock her up. She keeps escaping and walking the Atlantic seashore, you know, looking for the father of her dead child. And after so many escapes, they're finally like, OK, we're done with this. We can't keep her locked down. They exile her uh, to a nearby town called Wellfleet. Now, She lives there in a shack with no way to really earn money, and people start calling her the Witch of Wellfleet, and they start throwing all these rumors about how she made a deal with the devil and all that. In 1717, Sam actually comes back um, after all his pirating and all the money he's made, uh, comes back to the town, and one of the big Atlantic storms destroys his ship, and everything is lost. Now, the people say that they saw her standing on the shore cursing, you know at, at the sky, when this all happened, and the big question is you know, did she actually curse him? did she cause the the storm to happen, the ship to, to be sunk and to this day, they say that in the area around Wellfleet, you can still see her ghost uh wandering around, maybe looking for her lost lover. Uh, the area goes by several names, uh, some people call it Lucifer Land, others call it the devil's Pasture. Uh, but I was like, man, how often do you find a story like that that hasn't been mined for for movies or something like
5: that? Uh, it was really fascinating. Where'd you say that was? Cape Cod? Cape Cod, yeah. Like there's, that seems to be just like an a, a standard trope when it comes to ghosts is woman who something went horribly wrong and she spends her days doing blank like that. Mm-hmm. Like that seems to be like, this is why they're wandering. They're looking for something they're lost. We have one of those up in, um, I don't know if any of you are, are in the Oswego area, but we have one of those up on gray road where it's a woman who hanged herself at the railroad tracks and she wanders up and down gray road. There's a, there's another road that I forget the, the folklore. There was a, uh, there was a sweet, woman whom I I I think I'm getting the name right. Rosemary Nesbitt. I don't know if you guys know the name. She was uh, just a folklorist in Oswego County. And she had another story about a woman who I forget how she passed, but she spends the days, you know, like the certain night on the anniversary of her death, she's wandering up and down the road. And, and it's just such a, such a go-to when it comes to those, you know, old, old ghost stories of they're wandering and they're missing and they, and they don't, they spend their days just kind of being in the in between almost like not here, or not on the other side.
0: Now, do you think that the ghosts themselves, you know, get irritated when people refer to their stories as tropes, you know, like, you know, (laughs) what are they going to do? You know, well, you know, I'm dead now. Maybe I'll start a yarn shop. I've
5: always wanted to do (laughs) that. But they don't know they're dead. Yeah, they don't know they're dead.
0: So they might try to start a yarn shop. There you go.
5: But we're all here, like, we're all here going, oh, she's wandering the beach. How trite. This old tale again. <laughs> and they're like, what What do you want from me? I'm a goddamn ghost. I don't know what to do. <laughs> get, get original, write something new afterlife.
4: Well, I got one for you. I don't know yeah. how original it is, but I grew up in Mexico, New York, and uh, Oswego County. Yeah. And the house I grew up in was actually used um as part of the Underground Railroad. Nice. Um there's several houses in this area that were part of that. A couple are still standing. Uh the house yeah, I grew up in. We have some in, in Phoenix.
5: Up at up where I live in Phoenix, we have a couple of those.
4: Yep. The actual part of the house that, um, that was used at that time is no longer there, but the front part of the house is still there. And when I was growing up there, my grandmother and all of my aunts and uncles who passed through the house, she had, you know, my grandmother had nine children. And, uh, Hugh, you said that, uh, that woman was pregnant at 16. That's actually an old age to be pregnant at, at that time. Mm. My grandmother, who was born in 1913, that's 1913, not 1713 had her first child the day before her 14th birthday. Whoa. And that was, that was very normal. It was very normal. And she went on and had eight more after that. But the stories that they would always tell was, was that there was a slave woman that had come back to the house after being rescued, um, having come through that area. Uh, they had no idea why she was there. They had no idea, you know, where, you know, where she went afterwards or what her story was, what her name was. Um, but that was, uh, that was always the, the, the thing that they talked about. I never saw her. Um, everybody said they could see her at the top of the stairs. Of course, that's where my bedroom was right at the top of the stairs. Uh, she never visited me. She never bothered me. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't mischievous or anything like that. You know, didn't think find things missing or, you know, misplaced or whatever. But, uh, every single one of my cousins believed that there was a ghost there and they would not go upstairs.
5: I think that there's just certain people that can see it and experience it and, and certain people that can't. I'm one of the people that can't. I have tried for 25 years of my life to go f- experience something to every place you can imagine. And I don't know if I talk myself out of it. I don't know if I'm just not dialed into that whatever it takes. But I go out of my way to experience stuff like that, and I never do, and it gets so frustrating. But then again, I know if I, I know the second something happens, I'm going to shit my pants and I'm never going to go back to wherever that is. I'm going to freak out.
2: Now, now, that's something I wanted to ask you about. Um, you've done a lot of ghost hunts. Well, mm-hmm. at least compared to us, we've never really gotten a chance to do one yet. We, we keep talking about it, like, at least once a year, I'll shoot you a message and I'll be like, Hey, we're going to do a ghost hunt this year. And you're like, yeah, let's figure it out. And then I'm drop the ball. so.
5: <laughs> Or I, you're, not, you're not you're not the only one, Paul. I I get busy and forget to do things too, that's, but that's I've awesome. done I've done so many of them because I've just been into it my whole life, and I I just have a naturally I don't know if it's like a pessimistic mind, but I try to explain everything I'm experiencing. I will say that I've gone out to like the Rolling Hills Asylum out near Buffalo. I've we just did the Chitnango. Um, Canal Museum, which is a bunch of old canal buildings, like right there in Chittenango. We I've done stuff in Oswego. The landmark was a huge one because the landmark is a hundred percent haunted, and I've tried to hear and experience things there, and nothing ever happened. Um, but I'm oh, I I will say that this last one at the at the Canal Boat Museum, there were two cool things that happened, and I try to like explain them away. But the video we posted on that, on the Rock Facebook page, there's, he put little recorders around and you, I can't explain why you hear like someone saying, Hey, into the recorder clear as day. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that would be happening. So that was pretty cool. That's like the closest thing I've experienced, you know, but I do, I keep going on these things and then, and, and I don't know if I'm just not open. or I'm not allowing myself. I don't know what the process is.
2: Gotcha. Um, I, I wanted to talk about that video cause I was watching some of that and, um, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of contact on that video and then thank God they had the, the captioning on it because I mean, some of it was there's, they're saying they were saying stuff. I could clearly hear stuff, but couldn't make out exactly. But at one point, didn't the ghost get insulting?
5: <laughs> it was like, there were two things that were really interesting about that place. We went into, like, this old mule stable, and when we were in it, so I was there with uh, my co-host, Cody, and our, my, my, our other friend, Polly, who does the show with us sometimes, and, like, the spirit box was talking back, and they kept saying, dude, the, 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 it sounds like your voice coming out of there. <laughs> and I have a pretty distinct, high-pitched, squeaky, annoying voice. You can tell it's my voice. So I go, I don't hear. It doesn't sound like me. And they go, no, it sounds like you. So then I went back and I finally watched that footage. And there's a couple of times it sounds like me. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, that's kind of freaky. And then one thing that's not on the video is we're in the general store. And one of the women who were there with us, I, I, her name escapes me, but we were in the back corner. There was like a set of stairs in the way back. And I knocked on the wall and something hundred percent knocked back. Like as clear as day, I heard it. It wasn't photographed or, or recorded, but it definitely knocked back. But yeah, it got, it It played along at one point when one of us said Marco, and then the box says Polo, like right out of that, like scared the hell out of us. And it was <laughs> wow. cool. And I want to be able to let it be cool. But my my brain is naturally like, yeah, but did it say that? Or did you trick yourself into thinking it said that, mm-hmm. you know? So, but it did, it was like, I don't know what they call. It. They call them like uh, I don't know. They, there's a name for it, but it's like
0: call and repeat. Yeah,
5: something like yeah. that. But they call, call them like
0: repeat.
5: intelligent responses or something oh. like that, where they're it is reacting to what you're saying. It's just not random words, you know. And so a lot of those did happen.
0: That's really cool. Well, let me throw something at you, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've run into something uh, kind of new. It may not be a new theory, but it's new to me. Uh, I don't know if you've been uh, keeping up on uh, Nick Roth. He was one of the uh, paranormal investigators who did uh, Paranormal Lockdown
5: okay. on Discovery. And uh,
0: he was on Ghost uh, Ghost Hunters with Zach Baggins in the first yeah, few yeah. seasons. Uh, he's got a show. It's only in the UK right now, Discovery UK. It's, they haven't been able to bring it over here yet, but it's called Death Walker. And he's kind of exploring a, a different view on ghosts that maybe a lot of the, the activity that people run into – actually has to do with thin places where time is overlapping. So what we're thinking like that time, you know, when you're, you suddenly, you think you heard something and you're like, what, and you say something that might actually be something in the past or something in the future. And you're, you're catching that they're catching that they think they just heard or saw a ghost Yeah, uh, and, and it's an, it's an interesting idea you know it, it maybe explaining away you know these aren't spirits but they're like snippets of the past and the future kind of all colliding in a place where there's a lot of energy
5: like isn't that the isn't that the same plot of quantum leap like time is all a big <laughs> knot and it kind of crosses <laughs> over itself
0: that's a little more direct i think yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> like so it, it's just we're kind of interacting but i do agree with that theory that like there's just these times where like it's there's just a thin view of us being able to see something else on the other side real quick, you know, where it's like a little portal open for a second and then I can see something on the other side or I can yeah. hear something on the other side. Or like that feeling when you're like, I swear to God, I've done this before, you know, a deja vu, but you're like, I've done this before. Why am I doing it again? You know, like, am I, it's just, it, it, it can also get you going on the simulation theory, which will just get me all stressed out. That none of this is even happening, and I'm wasting my time because it's all a simulation. But that's for a a lot more whiskeys down the road to start diving into (laughs) simulation theory.
0: Well, in in all fairness, if this is the only life you have simulation or not, you're not wasting it by doing whatever you want to do.
5: No, totally. Totally. But I I think – With simulation theory, I just get – I get like – you try to you want to be a self-actualized human that is creating your own destiny but then if you're like oh this is all predetermined and it's kind of running and we're just cogs in a machine and you get all you know bummed out and I don't even smoke weed and I think like that and this is like a, <laughs> I start thinking like that and I go oh man what are we even doing
2: Yeah I oh. I I came across this simulation theory recently and it, it kind of it's kind of like the whole matrixy kind of idea and that's that that weirds you out. That's yeah. yeah. If you give that real thought, seriously, all, all
5: yeah. of it weirds me out. All, all of it, the, like Hugh was saying, like being able to see into other dimensions briefly, or maybe time travel can actually happen. Or it goes back to like going back to the ghost stuff, though. It's like the whole story behind um Houdini and his wife, and how Houdini said, I, "This is our word," and when I when I die. I'm going to go whatever their word was. I think it came out at some point, but whatever their word was, he goes, I'm going to prove to you if there's an afterlife. Cause he was very much into debunking all of those, you know, spiritual mediums and all that in his life. So then he's like, all right, when I die, here's a word. And if, if somebody, if a medium says this word to you, then you know, it's me. And his wife never heard the word. And they were actually trying to communicate in the afterlife. So that's like that, that always sticks in the back of my head. Like, this was an attempt at it. This was an actual experiment where Houdini wanted to speak to his wife from the other side, and it never happened.
2: That's oh, see, I didn't know they didn't. I'd heard that story before, but I didn't know that they that it ultimately failed.
5: No, they would do that séance every year, and every like I think it was on his birthday or whatever it was. <laughs> and every year they would wait to hear that word, and then I, and obviously Houdini's wife has, has passed since. I don't know if she ever revealed what the word was, but. I can look that up but there was some like they had a deal of never tell anybody this it'll be our secret and then if I'm in the afterlife and I can talk to you here's the word I will use and then nothing ever happened from it.
2: Yeah. That's a bummer. That'd be a really great story if the if yeah, the, the word
0: came through. Yeah.
5: It'd be amazing. You'd be like, "Oh, wow, how <laughs> cool is that?" You know?
0: Right. Um but then you get to the afterlife and you can't even speak the words you want to. You're just wandering around and all of a sudden someone says Marco and all you can say is <laughs> Polo back.
5: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're like,
0: what the fuck? Why can't I say anything else?
5: Yeah, like I like who's to know what happened? Like Houdini could have got over there and they're like, nah, man, you only speak Spanish now. And then it's like, <laughs> ah, damn it. Like, what, what do I do? Like, you don't know what's – we don't know what's going to happen over there. I just I just want to know – We I mean we've had really good – cell phone technology for like 10 years now, I would say really good cell phone technology. And for nothing a hundred percent debunkable, if that's even a word to come out yet frustrates me. Cause it's like every single person has a better camera than we've ever had before. It's like on us all at all times now. And we don't have any actual evidence of here's something creepy happening that can't be debunked. Like you have all those videos of here's these crazy drawers opening and closing, or here's these lockers at this school getting knocked over. But you can always say like, wow, that could have been because of this. And I, 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 I awake that day where we get footage of one of these things, whether it's Bigfoot or a UFO, like, or, or a ghost of some kind, something just completely undeniable we all look at it and go, oh, my God, that was captured in 4K. It was obviously XYZ. Now we know. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. You see, the, the problem there, you're right. We should have that. But have you ever tried to open your phone and capture yeah. something as it's No,
5: happening? 100%, Hugh.
0: 100%. You know, five minutes later, it's like, okay, it's coming up. You know, taking pictures on vacation, I spent more time waiting for my camera to load than
5: doing anything else. No, that's what's going to happen, Hugh. It's going to be an undeniable spirit in front of somebody, or or it's going to be Bigfoot building a a lean to, and the guys are going to go take a photo, and it's going to be the selfie side's going to be on. It's just (laughs) going to be a shot up his nose. He's like, I swear to God, it was fucking yeah. Bigfoot. It was right there. And, like, man. and his eyes
4: need to be this big. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> it's like,
5: I don't know, man. I, no, just look at the reflection in my sunglasses. I swear to God, it was right over there.
4: You know, it's a, it, it's a valid statement, though, because, okay, I completely agree that it takes forever to start your camera when you absolutely need it. But we have our cameras out all the time, taking pictures and stuff all the time, and video all the time with all that shutter time going on and it seems like something could have creeped in so i agree with you
5: and i think what's going to i think what's going to be the source of that is going to be security cameras because a lot of that i don't know how deep you guys get into like you know reddit and all that stuff about like paranormal and ghosts and whatever but the most prevalent stuff is all is like nest cameras and these outdoor cameras that are just on in the middle of the night and it catches something crazy weird that like there was a video last week of just this dog and and it's always in like Brazil or somewhere where you're like, Oh my God, what's going on down there. But it's like this dog starts barking at the woods and out of the, out of the woods comes this like dark, like Spider-Man looking thing. You can only see like, it's, I will have to find it for you to show, but it's walking on like all fours in a really weird way. And it's like once every few months, something like that comes out where it's like, Did you guys see the, like the quote unquote alien in the driveway from like last year where it was like, yeah, it just, it could have been like a 10 year old kid with his mom's flip-flops on out in the driveway. But the way it looked in the video, you're like, what the hell is that? That's where I think we're going to catch this, this stuff, it's not going to be dependent on humans grabbing their camera and taking it. It's going to be all these 24 seven cameras that are running at all times.
2: Right. And all mine gets is little asshole punk down the street that punches my, uh, Halloween dummy in the face.
5: <laughs> I get literally, I literally have Charlotte's web at my house right now. I don't know if you got to listen, if you've listened to the show at all recently. I have a security camera. I have a bunch of security cameras, but I have one that faces my driveway. And every night my my alarm goes off and I, ha- I wear my Apple watch to bed to track my sleep So my watch will vibrate and my phone will make a sound that alert. There's someone activating the camera and it's this fucking spider every (laughs) night at like two 30 in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, working on its nest. And I joke, but I'm like, it's literally Charlotte's web. Like it's going to say some pig out there one morning when I wake up and I'm I'm like, it's alerting me every single night of its existence. But I'm like, I, I can't, I can't get rid of it. I'm like, I'm, Part of me is like, all right, dude, you're waking me up every night. That's not cool. But I'm also like, who am I to stop you from doing? You're doing spider stuff. Like this is your job. Your job is to build webs and catch it. And I'm not here to stop you from doing that. Just, you know, maybe do it at more reasonable hours than wake right. me up at three o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> Can We work on a schedule here, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what are you gonna do if it does do the message and instead of uh, some pig, it says Mike two question mark?
5: Oh, I gotta <laughs> then I gotta burn the house down here. I gotta burn the house down. <laughs> If it starts speaking to me through the camera, oh, my God.
4: <laughs> what if it just says polo?
5: Yeah, right. <laughs> just I'm out. Then I'm out. I'm 100% out. Done. There it goes. Then everything is proven, and I'm, I am i got to sell the house. I got to get out of here. <laughs> See, oh, I, I want great.
2: something cool ha- to happen on my cameras, other than the, the kid in the front yard or the cat that just leisurely walks over my pool all, all winter long.
5: Well, that's I hate I it because – The one creepy story I have happened before I got security cameras. I don't know if you guys – did I ever share with you my black-eyed children story? No. That everybody – I shared it on the radio, and people want me to talk about it all the time. Do you know what the black-eyed children are?
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes.
5: So it was the middle of the night, and you guys don't know where I live. Nobody really does, but it's in the middle of nowhere. There's no reason – for anyone to be where I live, especially in the middle of the night. Like I'm surrounded by 10 acres. There's a road out front. Like I am in a Swego County deep, right? Mm-hmm. Middle of the night, pitch black, it's raining. And I hear a my my knock on my door, doorbell starts going off. And there are these two kids at my door. And this is this has really happened. And there's these two kids at my door asking me how they get to Fulton, which is a ways from where I live. But there's kind of only one way to go to get there. It's not hard to get to Fulton from where I live. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you just got to go up that way. And they're like, can you just open the door and, and help us get to Fulton? And they're like, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not opening the door. I don't know you. And there's just two of them. And they looked weird. They didn't, they looked like kids, but they didn't act Right. Like it was like, I've never in my 15 years of living at this house, have I seen maybe more than once a kid ride their bike anywhere near my house. Like, it's just not a kid bike riding area, let alone in the middle of the night. And it's, they're like, can you open the door and tell us how to get to Fulton? And I go, it's up that way. I'm not opening the door. And they're just kind of like having this back and forth with me. And I didn't like at the time I was like, Oh, these stupid kids, I don't know what. So then the next morning I get on the air and I'm just like, Man, it was so annoying. These stupid kids came to my house last night. And people started being like, dude, I think you're kind of talking about the black eyed children. And the more I read about them, like what their faces looked like, and what they like that dead dead eye, and how they want to get in your house and they want you to open the door and all that stuff, I'm pretty confident that's what I experienced. But I had no security cameras at the time to prove it. Wow, it was crazy.
2: God damn, that is crazy.
5: But, but part of me is like, dude, relax. Probably was kids who were lost on their bikes and they needed to get somewhere. So that's the part of my brain that's like reasoning with it, being like, it makes total sense. Why wouldn't they be out on a road that nobody ever rides bikes on? That you know, at one or two o'clock in the morning, asking where to go. And your house is the house they. Pay. It was just. It was just weird. It was really weird.
2: Yeah. And it is almost, you can almost explain it away, except for the whole, they kept trying to get you to open up. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I mean, that's normally what they,
5: that's what those things do is they need you to open the door so they can either get in or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. That, that's the part that makes it super creepy. Yeah. That, yeah. Invite the devil into
4: your home.
0: Yeah. Right. Kids don't usually want to go in a stranger's house. So
5: it'd be odd for them to be that insistent. That's what, what gets me about the story. And like, there was no, I, I was telling them which way to go and they still wanted more. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know what more you guys want for me. If you, and I, and I don't remember if they needed me to help them call somebody or like whatever it was, but they needed me to help them. And it, and the more I think about it, the creepier it gets.
1: Hmm.
2: Wow. That's a good one.
5: Yeah.
3: Yep.
4: Um, And I you think know, Kevin's frozen. A child might seek out a stranger if they're, if, if they're running from something they're scared of
0: frozen yeah yeah kev's frozen <laughs>
4: we, we, he's got audio but no
2: video <laughs> <laughs> you just completely look like you're just, just not enthused with us at all right now he's Kev. in deep
5: thought i like it
2: <laughs> in the falcon i think too
5: <clears throat> Just not <nodding> enough <laughs>
2: All right, we're running up against our first commercial break. Josh, you wanna you wanna come back for one more segment with us, or sure,
1: I are you can us. All right, no, cool. I can hang.
2: All right, let's throw it to commercial. I'll we'll be right back. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run. How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
5: geekdoms geek geeksters geeky geekers to the geek pod (laughs) i have to say before i have to show you that this is evidence i mentioned it in my video but i really do still have this back to the future comic book you guys gave me awesome when i was a guest on (laughs) geek pod way years ago and it's prominently displayed right behind me at all times i love it; it's one of my prized possessions
2: awesome well i'm glad you enjoyed that <clears throat> I uh, every time I'm at Target now, they have that section in the back behind the DVDs and stuff, and I see all the Back to the Future stuff, and it makes me wonder how much of that shit you own.
5: I own all of it because it's like if my two favorite movies of all time are Back to the Future and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. So generally, if whether it's a family member or a listener or just a friend, I will be gifted something related to one of those two movies. It, it, so like you can't see it because it's too dark, and you can see the out of time license plate behind my head a little bit. Yeah. But that whole shelf back there is either Back to the Future, or Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory.
2: Nice. Yeah, I've seen that. You'll you'll post pictures of the shelf now and then, or like even any of the stuff from Whiskey Wednesday, you'll see it behind you. Yeah. And I'll and I'll look through, and I see your Playmobil guys, and I always check to see where the comic is. So I, I've seen this there. I knew I knew he did it. He wasn't just like ah, fuck this and throw it away after you laugh. No, I
5: love it. So I really I've never I've never seen anything so cool. I. Like I like when I get things that you like, not everybody has like the, what are those called? The big head things, the,
1: the, Oh, the Funkos, Funkos.
5: the Funkos. Yeah. Like everybody's got the Funkos. Yep. So when it's something that it's not like, like the Playmobil stuff is weird. It's not like, you know, very common. I just got this. Hold on. I'm going to show you this.
2: See, and this is the beauty of having video now. Like when he says I that people it. can actually see it.
5: Right. So I just dropped it. So yeah, I'm not going to show you all of it. <laughs> but it's a it's a Willy Wonka nesting doll. It has every oh, single character in it. Oh, nice. That's cool. So it's like, it's Willy Wonka, and then it's Grandpa Joe, and then Mike TV, and all the kids. <laughs> but I dropped it, so now I can't show you all the characters. It's now, really now cool. Now there's
2: pieces and parts everywhere. But Now it's everywhere, good. yeah. <laughs> have you seen the, uh, I'm totally going away from the creepy stuff now, but have you seen that they did a line of figures from the, uh, the Back to the Future cartoon?
5: No, I didn't. <laughs>
2: All right, Ex- expect a, a package at the uh, at the studio one of these days.
4: That's cool. I like it because
2: I keep seeing them, and I'm like, oh my god! If if I didn't know if Josh had them or not, I'd like I would totally scoop them up. Um, I think they did um, Doc Brown, they did Marty, and they did Beff, and, and they're in that style like the animated series one. They're really cool.
5: My buddy Thomas just got me. I don't know much about like posables and action figures and stuff like that but he got me a Marty McFly that I guess is like from this company that makes really cool posables. And he's got like the guitar and the Mm -hmm. camcorder and that's on my desk at work. I love that thing.
1: That's
2: awesome. I know the one you're talking about came in a box. That's like a replica. Yep. Yeah.
5: Yeah, It's one of the NECA's.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, NECA makes great stuff. Okay. I was looking to you, Hugh, to make sure I pronounced it right. I I, I think so. I don't know. No (laughs) one's ever corrected me.
0: (laughs) I, I have several of their horror figures right next to me. So, Awesome. Yeah, they, they
2: make great stuff. I, I've got something sitting up here. I don't know if I've shown you guys and watched. The camera's not going to work for me, but Josh, you might recognize this.
5: Yeah, buddy, there's some booze for you.
2: <laughs> that was, if you guys don't know, that is Josh's own brand of whiskey. That's weekday whiskey. Um, when I when I heard on on the show that he was doing it, I was like, I I got to support my boy. Thank I don't you. even I don't even drink whiskey. I can't. There's the whole you know ending up in handcuffs thing. So, but. <laughs> I went right out, and I think I, I think I texted you that day, and I'm like, "Yep, just bought your last bottle."
5: Thank <laughs> so, you, man. <clears throat> so, no, that's yeah. been part of the reason this year's been so busy, is because I decided to start a business during a pandemic. Like
2: a, I mean, as you do, that's
5: like most normal people do. But, but they always say booze is, you know, it's recession proof. So, and it really is. People are drinking it.
2: I mean, booze has gotten me through this uh, pandemic. That's for sure.
5: <laughs> right. Exactly.
2: Because I, I mean. I wasn't sure when I got married and had kids what my limit was with time with being around them. I don't know no. Yeah, I I, I don't know no. I mean, yeah, that... no,
5: I I limit my I limit my alcohol intake to after their bedtime. Yep. So that they only see sober daddy, and then after everybody goes to bed, and I'll play. <laughs> I'll get on my computer and pour something tall and play a computer game from like nineteen ninety seven that. You have to like download seven different plugins to even get it to work anymore. But
2: you can say it, it's Roller Coaster Tycoon.
5: Well, it's Roller Coaster Tycoon, or it's Age of Empires 2, or it's there's a game called Moonbase Commander that they haven't made in 20 years. It's one of my <laughs> favorite games, or Worms Armageddon, or you name it. I don't play any computer games that have come out in the last 15 years. If it's that's too new for me, I don't need your fancy video graphics and all that. I'm going to play what I'm going to play.
2: See, I, I feel a little bit better now because I, I was feeling kind of weird that I just went on a hunt to pick up uh Batman Arkham Origins.
5: No, don't be ashamed,
2: yeah. that's not
0: really an old
2: game, but... it's a PS3 game, so it's two systems ago now.
5: <laughs> it does
0: that, is it really two systems? Can anybody actually get a PS5? Dude, no, I don't,
2: I don't even want to go there right now.
0: I, I feel like that that really hasn't started yet, we can't count it yet.
2: No, that, it was I, so mm. funny.
5: My wife texted me this morning. Because she obviously I go to work early and then she'll drop off the kids and she'll go to work and she texts me at like seven fifty or whatever because she was stopping at Target. And she goes, Why is there a line of men outside of Target? And I go, I can guarantee you they've got PS fives in stock. And then she's back. She goes, she goes, oh, They're oh, all oh, running oh, oh. into the store. They're running so fast. I go, Yeah, it sounds like there's some PS fives and stuff.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, the, the sad part is, is Kevin's right. Like they, like these Funko pops in Pokemon cards now are ridiculous. Um, like people are lining up and fighting each other. Like Target just put out something the other day saying, you know, basically fuck around and find out. It's like, we'll call the cops on you guys. Like that, that's wow. what's going to happen. Yeah. So it, it's, it's getting crazy. Like they're, they're starting to stock them in like places in the store where you, you wouldn't think you can find them. And I know all this about the Pokemon cards because my two kids are into Pokemon now, so now I've got to fist fight other fat forty somethings for kids cards.
5: But are they gonna be are they gonna be worth anything, or is it like Beanie Babies 2.0?
2: Right, yeah, that, that's where we're gonna be now because they mass produce stuff so much. Like even the ones when they were doing the McDonald's promo a couple months back, which is how my kids found out about it. There were certain cards that were supposed to be super hard to find, and like the day they came out, they were going for like twenty five bucks a card. Well my kids found like three of them at a, at a pop like off the happy meal so i mean they're everywhere
5: like i don't know if i shared this with you guys on on Geek Pod before but when my brother and i were growing up my grandmother swore that we were going to get rich off of whatever mcdonald's or burger king or pizza hut thing that got released she would buy them all mm-hmm. so like when the when the you know when the Simpsons dolls came out at McDonald's or whatever. She went and bought them all and put them in plastic. Or when I don't know if it was Land Before Time or whatever came out of Pizza Hut and you got all the puppets. She put those up on a shelf and put them in plastic. Like every anything that like the news would say these are going to be collectible, she would go get them and she filled the whole spare bedroom with them. And then she passed away and they were worth nothing. They're still worth nothing.
2: But well, big question, especially for you. Way
5: longer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Big question, Josh. Did she get you the uh, Back to the Future 2 sunglasses? No. Oh, she I did. remember but those.
5: Th- hold on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's got My them now.
5: mom bought me for Christmas the limited edition Pepsi Back to the Future. Sweet. Nice. That Pepsi released just a few of these.
2: So, needless to say, you didn't open it. That's steel no. tight, right? Yeah. No,
5: I've never been thirsty enough to pop that open. <laughs> the Pepsi perfect. <laughs>
2: That's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right. I know of at least one more creepy thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Um, I-, I found out today on-, on one of the Facebook ads, Hulu's doing a docu-series called Sasquatch.
5: Mm. Yes. I saw that too.
2: So has I've anybody watched it. watched
5: it yet? Yeah, I watched the whole thing.
2: Nice. It's do- kind
5: of It's kind of a misnomer. You're kind of going to get it- brought in. It's cool. It's not not
3: really a – is it about Bigfoot? I don't want – like, so without
5: ruining it, it's in the – do you guys know what the uh, the Emerald Triangle is up in Humboldt County, California? No. So – Kind of. Back – like, a bunch of hippies moved there in the 60s and started growing weed and making a bunch of little weed farms. And then, like, everything, the drug cartels get involved. And now it's like – it became this kind of really heavy-duty – Hell's Angels, kind of thing, whatever. So, this guy's in the, up there in the 90s, and this dude runs into the cabin and says, So and so, just these two guys just got killed by Sasquatch. And the whole movie is about, Well, where is Sasquatch and who killed these two guys? I'm not going to say any more than that, but. Th- The mythical creature in the woods, Sasquatch, did not kill these two guys. And it's kind of this journey. But it talks a little bit about Sasquatch, and then it talks about drug cartels. It's kind of a whole thing.
0: Yeah, I'm two episodes in. We started watching it last night, and I I get the same feeling. The first episode was heavy with that. Kind of moves away from it. What I really uh, took away from it, though, is, holy cow, is James Bobo uh, Faye okay? Dude, he looks... looks
5: He's like 200 pounds lighter. I didn't even know that was him until after.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I recognized him, but I was like, man, he he looks, I mean, maybe it's healthy for him. I mean, I know I could stand to lose 200 pounds, but (laughs) uh, I mean, he's really tall. He's a big guy. I mean, he looks like uh, I just got, you know, over Kibo skin. Yeah,
5: because correct me if I'm wrong, Hugh, but they don't put Bobo in his name in the movie. They just put J-whatever.
0: No, no, they, they did put Bobo. That, did that's they? actually, yeah, that's why I, I recognized who
5: he was. So I didn't, I must have not seen his name on the on the screen. I'm like, I thought it was just some guy from Humboldt County. And then I'm on like some message board about the movie. And they said the same thing. They're like, wow, Bobo looks great. And I'm like, holy shit, that was Bobo. Yeah, it was.
0: Um, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Bobo
5: is the guy who does like all the Sasquatch hunting. Like he's a world around oh, okay. okay. Sasquatch hunter. Yeah, he,
0: he was on Finding Bigfoot with uh, a couple other people um, on uh, one of the I just probably Discovery Channel. I don't know. That whole family of channels is all owned yeah. by the same
5: company, Like Nat and they, Geo, and all that. Yeah,
0: yeah but uh, they uh, they had uh, quite a few seasons, and he was one of the the main three characters on that show. Right. All
2: right. Cool. I got to catch up on my uh, my Bigfoot knowledge, apparently. I got a guy, like I got a guy at work that can help
5: you. Oh boy! <laughs> like I was telling you though, because because Paul to pull the curtain back, Paul's like anything that you're really into right now. <clears throat> I know that you guys say like stuff you're geeking out on, and I got back into I got back into into Bigfoot, like Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster. I 100 percent don't believe it anymore because because it it was definitely whale penises. If you just Google whale penises, that's what the Loch Ness monster was. It's it's pretty apparent. And they've done everything to like scan the lock and drain it that you're like, there's no, there's no fucking monster in there. But Bigfoot, I was totally against until I started watching this show that Hugh and I have seen because they talked to this one guy and he said a line where he goes, all right, the big thing about Bigfoot is that everyone's like, I've never seen a Bigfoot body laying out in the woods. And he goes, have you ever seen a black bear? body out in the woods have you ever just stumbled across a giant dead bear he goes no a lot of these things find ways to be done with with their deceased like they're they're either eaten by other animals or they're just moved and and then there's this whole theory about Bigfoot's living in caves and i'm 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 way into that bullshit now again like i was out but now i'm that i just when i think i'm out they pull me back in and i i'm so back into it now
2: I mean, feel free to elaborate on that stuff if you want to. I mean, it's your time, man.
5: Well, it's like they, they, the theory is they hide in caves. And then yesterday, I watched this video, which I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into this theory. The theory is that they're just unadvanced, like they're unevolved man. They're trying to claim that like they're just Neanderthals that never like decided to come into the. They're like they never wanted to come into the cities. Yeah, but we as people used to be like four foot eight. So there's no reason that these cave people would suddenly be like six foot seven and covered in all body hair. So I don't buy that. I'll buy that maybe there's this undiscovered, you know, wood ape that walks around and knows how to build itself uh, uh, um, habitats and can feed itself and all of that. But I'm not, I'm not jumping in the Neanderthal theory where it's just a dude a bunch of dudes and women well
0: you know what's interesting about that is i mean the way evolution works it's not like a neanderthal just suddenly decided they were going to become human and move to the city Mm -hmm. you know maybe some did and they they bred with other neanderthals or or whatever and that's how evolution happens if if it there was a group of neanderthals who stayed in the woods it's entirely possible that over time they could have gotten taller and stronger
5: yeah yeah.
0: Um. But staying within their own group, you know, they they wouldn't be – I mean, that would be their evolution. So while I tend to agree with you, I don't think it's uh, the Neanderthals, uh, I do think that, that 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 theory has some weight there because they would have evolved in some way.
5: But even if you look at these, these societies that are on islands or have never, like, interacted with man, they still have evolved very similar to us. Like, even though they've never, in, you know – interacted with us in in the modern way. They've lost all their body hair. They they look like current human, you know? Like they're not that they're not like on that chart of, you know, the evolution of man. They're not like four back. They're just still like they're like half a one back. They're not that far back on the evolution.
0: In all fairness, they're also, like you said, in islands and rainforests and places where it's true. really hot. True. You know, we're talking the Pacific Northwest where, you know, it looks really nice, but it's fucking cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's
5: true. That's true.
0: Yeah. Looks like a great place to take a vacation until you get there.
5: <laughs> so I'm back on my Bigfoot bullshit and I'm, and I'm waiting for just the government to tell us there's a hundred percent UFOs because I know that's coming. They just keep dancing around the bush. And I'm just waiting for that hammer to drop on us. And then I don't know what people do with that information.
0: I mean, what, what do you, that's interesting because they've been so tight-lipped about it. They're so tight-lipped about everything. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden they're, they're putting out videos that can't be explained. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're like saying, Hey, we can't explain it. I find that really weird unless there's some kind of an end game there because they could not do that. And we just keep doing the same bullshit we've been doing for years.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I think it comes down to what technology we have now, like back in the 40s and the 50s, we didn't all have cameras and, you know, 24/7 video running outside of our houses. So they're probably trying to get ahead of it. The problem that is inherent with that is that you're going to have world governments admitting, oh yeah, we've been lying to you for 60 years and people are not going to be thrilled about that. And then anything else they try to do, people are going to you know, stand up and say, well, you, did, you didn't tell us shit about the aliens. So now I'm supposed to believe you about this. Like, I don't, I don't know how this plays out. I don't think it's going to be good.
2: No. Yeah. That's a, that's a bad end game right there is because, I mean, there's enough distrust brewing already Yeah, and put it on, on to the top where you can point out and say, yeah, you clearly fucking lied to us. Right. So, and I mean, what was the one that came out last year from the air force that video? That- yeah,
5: I mean, there was a craft that went from like 30,000 feet to that's, the ground. Yeah, same in- one. Uh, And ridiculous, like you couldn't even do it in our most advanced of technologies. And it just does it on this video. And you've got all these pilots who are like, we don't know what that was. So they've, I don't know what the end game is. I'm afraid to try to think about it. But if you come out and say that, yeah, we've known about aliens this whole time, Independence Day style, where, you know, Jeff Goldblum tells you to go show me where the damn aliens are. And the president has to be shown. And it's a, ugh
4: well we got to hope that uh they turn out to be a hell of a lot more friendly than those did
5: no
0: peace <laughs> <laughs> do you think that the, the government actually has any information beyond the fact that yes there are crafts that are showing up i mean cuz i'm guessing you know these these aliens are just like hey wa- watch here look what i do and then look at their social media tomorrow you know yeah, I, I don't yeah, yeah, I don't well, think they're actually flying down and talking to us.
4: We're up there flying helicopters on Mars. Why wouldn't they be here?
0: Yeah. Basically doing the same thing. Red yeah, color. I mean,
5: when it comes down, I always believe that that humans are not perfect. And somebody would have talked by now on their deathbed, whatever it is. They would have said, yes, <clears throat> I've worked at so-and-so. I mean, I know that there's, a you know, those couple of guys who are always in the news – who worked at Area 51 or the other one, the SR, or whatever it was called, kind of like the sister base of Area 51. And they'll say, yeah, we worked with the technology or whatever. But you'd think by this point, if it happened in the mid-40s, a lot more people would have talked about it. Um, I do buy into the idea that if there is, like there's this whole theory that aliens kind of look at us whether it's where like their test subjects or like their ant farm or their pets or whatever it is. And then in the forties we start shooting nukes at each other. And like you would with your children or your pets, you got to come down and break it up. And that's kind of where they like, you know, we start, we start really doing some heavy duty shit. And if we're the aliens, you know, if we are their Petri dish where they're looking at us, and they see us almost annihilating the entire planet, they're going to come down and say something. If that happened, and it, they interacted with people, that's crazy. Like, they interacted with world governments to say, hey, you can't do that anymore. Because, you know, we haven't used nuke since. So if we did get slapped on the wrist by some weird, you know, like, <laughs> species from another planet saying, don't fucking do that. And we go, all right, our bad. Our bad. We'll stop doing that. You know, I... That's a reach, but I could see it happening.
0: Uh, that, that is a tough one because, I mean, you have to, you know, mutually assured destruction is also a really damn good deterrent for not mm-hmm. using nuclear weapons. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder if, like, we're just here. Like, the theory that goes back forever is, is like, all right, they we're right, we're their test subjects. The reason they're so far advanced is because they'll see – how, for example, COVID's a great example where well, they'll look at us and be like, all right, well, how did they adapt to that and what did they do right and what did they do wrong? And now that we see them, all those people fucked it up, but all those people got it right. And then, okay, they, and then we'll do that. And then their species just advanced, you know, tenfold. And then there's the guys who are always like, well, we would have never had cell phones if the aliens didn't give it to us. I like to think that we probably would have figured stuff out. You know, we don't need. We don't. We're. We are a smart species in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do buy into the whole reverse engineering thing on something, but I. I think that's. We've got enough really smart guys out there to come up with this shit on our own anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're going to start reverse engineering shit, can we get some teleportation technology?
0: For no. real? No. Yes, We're you. Teleporting, no. Yeah. Are, Are you not familiar with the, the theory about the Star Trek's transporters? Every, no, time what is you it? Ste- every time you step into the transporter, you commit suicide. A c- total copy of you that remembers getting into the transporter appears at the other side, but the person that was you dies. But the person that goes on doesn't know that. And that's why uh, Dr. McCoy is so scared of getting in a transporter in the original star Trek.
2: Wait, is that's that pretty cool? Is that like legit or is that just. that? That's a theory. That's okay. A theory. That's not theory. like, I was going to say, I didn't think Roddenberry went that fucking dark. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: but, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it, once that came up, I was like, oh yeah, maybe transporters aren't such a great idea.
5: I just, I know myself. I know that if I had a transporter in my house, and I'm like three whiskeys deep on a Friday night, I'm going to stumble into that. I'm going to be like, I want to go to the casino right now, and I'm going to stumble into the damn thing, and then I'm going to pop up at Turning Stone, <laughs> and then my now my drunk ass is at fucking Turning Stone or something. It's just better that I can't go
2: anywhere. Right. You lose the deterrent. Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> the fact that I can't get in my car after drinking is Ben like? They should put a breathalyzer on all transporters so that I can't be like, I want to, I want to go to Pizza Hut. Then I just walk over. It's two o'clock in the morning, and I appear in a Pizza Hut that's been closed since midnight, and I'm just stumbling around a closed Pizza Hut. <laughs> a awful. lot of stuff crust. Somebody give me a stuff crust. <laughs>
2: um, now not to put you on the spot, and you probably don't know yet. It's probably too early. What? Uh, and I just bring it up because, you know, we, we've we attended a couple with you. Um, is the zombie ball coming back or are you going to be doing it like you did last year? Or um, the year I don't before?
5: know what we do. I, I, I don't know what – I would love to bring it back because it was so fun to do that thing. But I, I think by October we should be back and open and everything should be good. Oh, God, I, certainly I hope so. so. I don't know. I would love to get everybody together again. and have our fully vaccinated, tested, open-mouth kissing parties or whatever we're going to do <laughs> once these things... Because I'm of the belief that once we can open things back up again, people are going to go fucking crazy. <laughs>
1: I
3: agree. <laughs> I agree.
5: I think it's going to be bedlam. I, I mean, there's going to be sex in the streets. It's going to be wild. It's going to it's gonna be whatever they say, the roaring 20s again, and I can't wait for it. <laughs>
0: do you I think... Mean- possibility that we never actually get there
5: that's depressing i I mean new
0: normal i mean we've got double mutant variants coming out of india i mean we just shut down travel from india last week Mm -hmm. uh you know i wonder if this is just the new normal to a degree i mean we have to get to the point where businesses can work but will we ever be able to go anywhere maskless?
5: no i don't think we'll ever be back to where we were and it's a bummer and it's like you can't really talk too much on it because then people get, you know, political about it or whatever. I just don't, I don't know if we, I don't know what we ever go back to. I think that that we've got a lot of stubborn people who, who don't want to play for the team. And I don't know what we go back to. I don't know what happens, but it's like, hopefully we squash this thing in a way that we can all survive it. And, you know, yes. and we can treat it like it's a new disease that we get our little, you know, our annual shot for or whatever the hell it is. I'm not one of those people who are like I'm not getting the shot every year. I don't know what it is. The 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 shit that I put into my body, I am in no I have no leg to stand on for any kind of medication. I am full of cheap whiskey, cheap vodka, fast food. Whatever you want to pump into me, I'm taking it. So if it lets if it lets me go to the fair or have a zombie <laughs> ball, I'll do it. Well, just give it to me. I'll do it. I'll do 5 of them. Load me up.
4: Well, I mean, you all know that we've been due for a mass extinction for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it is. I mean,
5: it is weird. It's those. What? Where are those tablets down in? Is it Atlanta, where that guy he put he built those tablets?
0: I don't know about this.
5: Oh, you got to look it up. So this guy, and they think it was this weird like millionaire, but he built these tablets in the middle of the desert that say like. Population has to stay at this number for us to succeed. And it's this whole big, you know, epitaph about population control, essentially. But, yeah, we were due for a plague, sadly enough. As as Dwight from The Office says, we were due for a plague.
0: And, and you know, as plagues go, this has been bad, but it's not been biblical, per se.
4: No. so Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, everyone's like, ah, we're going to get out of this. I don't know. I'm batting down the hatches. I I don't think we've seen the worst of it or what could come of this, but that's yeah. just my, my feeling on it.
5: As somebody who doesn't like doing anything, it's been the best year of my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too.
5: <laughs> Cause I don't gotta be, I don't gotta make up excuses to not go places or not do things. I can just say, nah, I don't know guys, COVID. I really shouldn't be out there.
2: Yeah. See, I just wanted to get back normal enough so i can use my fucking rage against the machine tickets i got two years ago
5: yeah that's the other bummer is like the other thing i'm geeking out on is live concert videos i watch them every single night because i love live music i don't like going to live music i don't like interacting with people but i like concerts and that's one of them is i wanted to see rage against the machine i I got tickets for my wife to see alanis morissette for her birthday last year that's been bumped a bunch. I, I want to go. There's a couple of shows that I'd like to see.
2: Now, with with you watching the, the, the live streams and stuff, we're not screwing you over on the uh the Weezer live stream tonight, are we? Did you get to see any of
5: that beforehand? Guys, this is a testament to how much I adore Geek Pod. Is that I have I have skipped not only a Weezer live stream tonight but an MXPX live stream oh, of one of my favorite one. albums of all time to be with you guys tonight.
2: Well, Thank I appreciate you. that. What, what album were they doing tonight?
5: So there's a they have a live record called At The Show that I oh. bought long ago. You can't get it anywhere. And the MXPX isn't a big band, but I, they're one of my favorite bands. <clears throat> and um, they were doing that whole album front to back tonight, but it will be available on their Facebook Live after it ends. So I'll just which is watch it why after. he
2: agreed to come on yeah. he, he knows he can circle back to it
5: yeah if, if it wasn't available on demand i was definitely calling out on you guys
2: come right on. done you guys know and i mean if, we would reschedule for you josh i saying.
5: have i just love it I, I love i love live music but i don't like having to go interact with people i
2: i, I kind of yeah. feel that too yeah that's how when we end up in the basement at that the zombie ball yeah that and the dj kind of yeah. took out our mics on us <laughs> but yeah, um, one,
0: a positive thing I, I think has come out of this is i love the fact and i hope they continue it i know it's not great for some companies but i love the idea of movies being on demand
5: oh at you, home
0: and in the theater
2: yes
5: dude that has been the best thing to come out of covid i wish every damn movie executive would look at not only uh godzilla versus kong or whichever way that goes but the one from last year that they dropped that had a huge open with a troll trolls 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 yes and then um, that jazz movie the Pixar one soul soul look at that I will one hundred I've been waiting for a year and a half for this goddamn new Ghostbusters movie to come out and they keep kicking it back if they would just release it on HBO I will gladly pay you twenty dollars to show that to my family yes I wish they would do these first releases because now there's this new song movie coming out spiral that i want to see so bad and i can't because it's only imax and theaters i get it they all got their deals they got to do but i love just first release movies at home
2: yes yeah i i've been enjoying it we uh i didn't jump in on the disney plus extra or whatever it was i I wasn't spending an extra 30 bucks after i already put the subscription down but um we've got hbo max so I, I i get to see godzilla versus kong i got to see yeah. mortal combat oh my god loving it now tenants on there that that's this weekend i'm gonna watch that i haven't mm-hmm. seen that yet so I, I'm, I'm pretty psyched about that
5: it, i don't you know why they're holding it off
0: i i will watch movies i would not have gone to the theater to see if i can watch them at home 100 yes. yeah like godzilla versus
2: kong i wouldn't went to the theater to see that
0: no, because it, it's not just the price of the movies, which is expensive. But every time you go, it's, you know, 40 bucks in popcorn and drinks for the whole
5: family, too. You know, and that's well, I reasons. mean,
2: that's just if I go by myself.
5: <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, mean, like that's... if we go to movie tavern, we're spending a 100 plus dollars to go see easy.
3: A movie. Yeah, so I
5: will gladly pay whatever they want to charge me to watch it at home because it's way more comfortable. I can watch it on my own and I enjoy the experience more.
2: Greed. Yep. All right, so this segment uh, was not creepy shit, but this was definitely a good one.
5: Oh, I'll talk about fun. anything with you guys.
0: <laughs> we will remember that.
2: <laughs> uh, but uh, we're 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 running out of time again, Josh. I, I don't know if you want to commit to a third session or not.
5: No, you got me up way too late, guys. It's after <laughs> 10 o'clock. I don't know the last time I've seen after 10 o'clock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm usually just getting started at this point. Um, it explains our difference in where our careers are. Uh, (laughs) but josh it's been great thank you so much for coming on and hanging out anytime Um, guys uh, i was gonna say the same thing to you man anytime you want to come out and just holler at us we'll kick one of these guys off if you want
5: i mean hey no (laughs) no we need that i i've been enjoying corbs backgrounds this whole time right now for just the listening audience it's two big breasted women at a golf course and i've enjoyed that
0: i'm pretty sure that's the same woman twice (laughs) That's okay,
2: he, he couldn't see, he wasn't looking at the faces. Come on.
5: Um. because there's no like there's no rhyme or reason to his background, so that's why I've enjoyed it. Like it went from i is it the weekend yet?" which yes, Corbs, it is the weekend, it's Friday night, and then there was a cookie monster and then two big tittied golfer ladies, and they don't like he doesn't announce when they're going to change, like so it just happens on your screen, and you go, "Oh, all right, I guess we're looking at golfing ladies now. I love it. I love it.
2: Uh, that's not even the best we've done yet we had one episode when we first started doing the uh the video stuff where and unannounced for anybody that's just still listen to the audio one every time we went to break we all scrambled and changed our clothes and came back
0: i even so, wore one of my wife's floral print shirts like one of those flimsy that has like a shirt inside the shirt like the do
5: i put this on that's <laughs> dedication <laughs> i
0: needed her help
5: that's uh, dedication.
0: Oh,
2: and uh, what I took away from that episode, by the way, guys, I think I forgot to tell you. Apparently, I look good in a cowboy hat.
0: No. You should wear That's, it.
2: I, I did the episode, but it'll never happen again. That's not my thing.
3: Who
2: should. So who do you think said it? <laughs> 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 All right. But yeah, we've uh, we've held Josh up enough. Thank you so much, guys. Um, actually, you know what? Tell them where
5: they can find you, Josh. K-Rock Josh on all social media. If you want to buy my booze, weekdaydrinker.com, a list of all the locations you can go buy it at liquor stores and bars in central New York. And, of course, twitch.tv slash K-Rock CNY. Morning show every day from 6 to 9. Gaming stream from 9 to 10. Whiskey Wednesdays on Wednesday nights, 7 to 8. No, 8 to 9 now, 8 to 9.
2: There you go. And that's his cutoff because he's got to be in bed before 10.
5: I got to go to sleep. I'm going to go to Pizza Hut. I'm going to go see if I am good to Pizza Hut. Where's my teleporter? All right, guys. We'll be back. Bye. Thanks. You got it, guys. See you.
2: Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
0: And we are back and right into the news this week. First up, Night of the Confused Old People. George Romero's legendary um, lost film, The Amusement Park, is finally being released on June 8th, exclusively on Shudder. I don't know if you're familiar with the Shutter platform. It was filmed in 1973, and it was supposed to be an educational film about elder abuse. Um, the Lutheran Society, I think they were called, um, is a a group of people that commissioned this. And after they got it back, they refused to release it due to how disturbing it was. It tells the story of an old man who finds himself disoriented in an amusement park. Same. Next up, colorblind, appropriately clothed Sonya. Actress Hannah John-Kamen has been cast as a lead in the upcoming Red Sonya film. Kamen's known for playing Ghost in Ant-Man and Wasp and a few other roles. You, You probably recognize her. The internet racist immediately exploded, complaining a half-Nigerian brunette should not be playing the pale-skinned, red-haired contemporary of Robert E. Howard's Conan. Whatever. And finally, mischievously early, uh, Marvel slash Disney Plus has announced that Loki is going to be premiering early on Wednesday instead of – Wednesday, June 9th, in fact, instead of Fridays because, well, fuck Fridays – And that's the news, kids. So now if you live between 41.5 degrees north and 41.5 degrees south, time is running out to buy Chinese rocket insurance. Paul? In other news, more people
2: are bitten by New Yorkers than sharks each year. Back to you, Corbs.
3: (laughs) I got nothing after that. I swear to God, man, you got the weirdest things ever. They're great, though. I'll give you credit later. Uh, So this week, movie review, um, My one of my three classic baseball movies, I call it the trilogy of baseball movies, we're going to go with Bull Durham, Uh, it's released in 1988, June 5th, 1988 to be exact, stars Kevin Costner, um, who was in another baseball movie that I considered my top three, Field of Dreams. Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. Those are the three main characters, directed by Ron Sheldon. A story of Bull Durham takes place in Durham, North Carolina, where the Durham Bulls are a level A minor league squad in the Carolina leagues. The film unfolds on two fronts, the first being the longtime minor league catcher Crash Davis, played by Kevin Costner, is brought to the Durham Bulls to mentor the young hotshot pitcher prospect, Epi Calvin Lelouch, who crashed merely dubs meat. He's a million. He's he's a million dollar. He's got a million dollar arm with a five cent head. Just comes into play a little bit later. Uh, the second the second front is Annie Savoy, who's a baseball obsessed woman. Uh, concerned with the the boys of summer and her ongoing spiritual journey. Every year, she chooses a mentor of the Bulls to be her romantic partner and those who bet Annie had the best years of their career. Uh, Ron Shelton, who directed Bull Durham, was once a minor league ball player himself. Um, it was his big breakout hit. I don't know if he's done much since then. I didn't really look it up. Um, but there's some good, I mean, this movie to me is top five movie. Again, it's the top one of my three classic baseball movies. Um, every time it's on, I do watch it. Uh, I watch it, watch it more for the, the ad lib, the, the, the ad libs, the ribs, the jokes and stuff like that. Some of them I still use today, you know, um, I, <laughs> I once when I was in high school playing baseball it was right after this movie came out. That's how long ago it was. Um, Kid that was on my baseball team, kid did a home run off of him. And I walked up to the mound and I just said, What a line to movie. I said, Damn, that ball got out of here in a hurry. Anything traveling that far, that fast, so i have a damn stewardess on it. <laughs> and I mean, he did the same thing he just said, Boy, he, he laughed. It was it, coming from a baseball background that I have. I mean, something like that, you pitcher will get down on something. So I just walked up there and tried to make this kid laugh. And he did just that. He just started chuckling. You know, and he's like, he's like, how could you say that to me right now? And I said, did it work? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I forgot about it. Or said, well, then that's all that matters. Who gives a shit if it worked or not. You know, some of the, some of the other classics in there, to me, the best line, the best one ever is, um, Luke Lelouch, which is Epi Kelvin. Um, he's throwing a two hit shutout and he shakes off Kevin Costner, who's a catcher. And he, Kevin Costner stands up and looks to the guy hitting and goes, can you believe it? This son of a bitch is throwing a two-hit shutout and he's shaking me off. (laughs) He just looks over and goes, he goes, Charlie, here comes the deuce, which is the curveball. And when you speak of me, speak well. And he he throws the pitch and the kid hits it out. You know, it was just just one of those things where, you know, you have to understand the whole baseball mentality there and stuff like that. So, um, like I said, classic movie in my mind. I'm giving it five stars because this movie, every time it's on, I don't care if it's on at two in the morning or, you know, in the mid afternoon, I will stop and watch 90% of the movie. So that's all I got.
2: All right. Well, your boy Ebert likes that, but doesn't agree with you as much. He goes three and a half stars with it. And he says, some days you win, some days you lose, and some days it rains. Baseball proverb. Burl Durham is a baseball version of Wall Street in which everybody's takeover bid is for someone else's heart. The movie is being promoted as a romantic comedy, but Susan Sarandon has a great scene right at the outset where she corrects that notion. She holds a little meeting with two new members of the local minor league ball club and explains that every year she chooses one player to spend the season with, and they are the two current finalists. The rest of the movie involves, in one way or another, a three-way contest to see A, who really loves whom, B, who really can trust whom, and C, whether the answers to A and B involve the same two people. Is this a math problem? I
3: don't like math.
2: Math is hard. A lot of baseball is played along the way. Bull Durham was written and directed by Ron Shelton, who spent some time in the minor leagues. And this is a sports movie that knows what it is talking about. There are quiet little scenes that have the ring of absolute accuracy as when a player is called into the office and told his contract is not being picked up and the blow is softened by careful mention of a possibility of a coaching job in the organization next season. And there probably isn't a coaching job and nobody wants it anyway, but by such lies can sad truths be told. The movie stars Kevin Costner as Crash Davis, an aging catcher and minor league veteran, who knows the ropes, and Tim Robbins as Nuke Lelouch, a hot young pitcher who has a great fastball but no control and no maturity. Costner has been brought to the club to provide some seasoning for the rookie, and so inevitably they get into a fight before they even, they've even been introduced. Costner yeah. has observed that Robbins has great control unless he thinks about what he's doing. One moment of thought and the ball gets pitched into the stands. So Costner stands outside a bar and taunts Robbins to hit him in the chest with his best fastball, something, of course, that once he starts thinking about it, Robbins is absolutely unable to do. That kind of baseball philosophy provides a sound background for the movie, which has its foreground in Susan Sarandon's bedroom. I don't know who else they could have hired to play Annie Savoy, the Sarandon character who pledges her heart and her body to one player a season, but I doubt if the character would have worked without Sarandon's wonderful performance. Annie could have been portrayed as a lot of things, as a tramp maybe, or a pathetic case study, but Sarandon portrays her as a woman who, quite simply, loves baseball and baseball players and wants to do her thing for the home team. Why does she limit her love affair to one season? Anyone who has ever been a minor league baseball fan knows the answer to that one. Anybody who's any good moves up after a year, and Annie, of course, is only interested in the best players. The romantic triangle unfolds during a season in which it never seems to matter very much how well the Durham Bulls are doing. They lose, they win, they spend a lot of time on buses and in hotel rooms. And meanwhile, Sarandon and Costner begin to realize that she is more than a groupie and he is more than a catcher. They find each other dropping the names of writers and making references of things they should not necessarily know. And finally, one day, Costner explodes in frustration. Who are you anyway? Perhaps he suspects that if he finds the answer to that question... She will steal his heart away. The kid pitcher is a lot less subtle about all of this. He enjoys being Annie's lover for a time, but when he gets to a winning streak, he starts believing all those old stories about conserving your precious bodily fluids, and he becomes as chaste as a monk. Costner, of course, is feeding him the stories. Meanwhile, we're getting to know some of the other members of the team and management in a low-key Robert Altman-style directorial approach that fills up the background with a lot of atmosphere and action. Bull Durham is a treasure of a movie because it knows so much about baseball and so little about love. The movie is a completely unrealistic romantic fantasy, and in the real world, the delicate little balancing act of these three people would crash into pieces. But this is a movie, and so we want to believe in love. And we want to believe that once in a while, lovers can be get a break from fate. That's why this movie's ending is so perfect. Not because it seems just right, but because it seems wildly impossible, and we want to believe anyway. He was very wordy on that nice
3: one.
2: She called me speedy.
3: Said nice reading.
2: Oh, thanks. That I can do. Um, so I've actually never seen this movie.
0: What? Get out! Yep. Either have I? I know you're shocked, but
4: you're right. A long time ago. It is an old movie. It is an old um, movie.
0: Still and you know up, what? Though.
2: I'm really digging the Guinness Blonde tonight, and I've had this since my birthday party last July. <laughs> um, so uh, let's let's roll on because I mean, and I'm sure any new listeners are sticking around because you know Josh. We're not going to lie here; he's the number one guy over at K Rock. Of course, we're going to grab a few extra people. I wouldn't be surprised if they left the last commercial break, but hey.
3: hey to ask you this, and Josh said, did he mention that he was going to be on the, the podcast and K-Rock on all this yesterday? Last night? This morning? Whenever the hell it was? Jew? Jew? Show me a
2: Jew? I mean, you can't react like that, first of all. <laughs>
3: my, my I said there's no bearing on this podcast whatsoever.
2: I said, would you?
3: Would I mention it?
2: If you were Josh, would you mention that? <laughs> um, actually, practical. I don't know. I, that's not something that him and I discussed. Okay, I didn't see anything on Facebook about it. Yeah, okay. other than my ad, which was well done.
0: Well, yeah, but that didn't come from him. I mean, I looked at his Facebook feed.
2: Okay, yeah, don't look at mine. It gets creepy.
4: Hey, before before we go on, I wanted to mention uh, Hugh. You you said uh, something about Shudder, the, the, the movie you were talking about was on Shutter.
0: Um, no, not sh- did I say Shutter?
4: Yes. Shutter. Yes. So uh, I subscribed not long ago to AMC Plus. And- along along with that comes Shutter, Sundance, and IFC. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a great deal.
4: Yeah. Yes. That I haven't done yet.
2: So I still have to wait until the week to watch Walking Dead.
4: Well, we only did it because we dropped any kind of you know. Oh live, yeah, you cut the cord TV. Well, I mean, we did a long time ago, really. Um, but we still kept some sort of, you know, you know, like the, the last one we had was Philo before that it was, um, I mentioned all those before we got rid of all that stuff. So, um, I had to find a way to get my, uh, walking dead. Good segue right into our midstream segment. Look at you go. It's almost like I'm reading the notes.
2: Look at that. <laughs> uh, so fear the walking dead guys. Yeah, I mean you knew we were going to talk about that. We don't have a Marvel show to talk about yet till June.
4: June 9th. So what Uh,
2: We man, do I think We heard about Dis- that in the news segment. We do have a Disney it Plus was.
4: show to talk about.
2: We don't personally. But I'm sure you'll get to that. Um fear what
3: what do you guys think?
0: What happened in the last episode? There's when
3: they were with the, the underground people. Oh the, yes. yes. Oh beginning or whatever. so
0: so happy. The casting of um the the main bad guy there um
2: oh, the old guy john something or other.
0: yeah i wow how lionel, was his name?
2: lionel luther
0: yes that's that's and, all I and and he is. played the devil in um the uh tv show where the guy came back from hell and he had to hunt down all the demons brimstone john glover yeah it was, it was john was glover on, yes yeah he was only on for like half a season oh. but. I mean, anyone anyone that
4: refuses to remember their history is doomed to repeat it. There is no such thing as a successful cult.
3: He's not wrong.
0: I don't know. I think it may maybe the jury's still out on that one. We're not no I done yet. No such thing.
4: I, I know, but. I mean, even if they kill everybody, everybody's going to die. Therefore, the cult fails. There's no such
0: thing. There's never Well, I been... mean, it, it all depends on, on what the end game is. I yeah. Mean, first of all, I mean, does this seem like a cult? Yes. But I mean, is it possible he's just a guy that got people together and they had a great idea to survive? You know, it's not necessarily a cult until weird shit happens. Oh. Like the guy starts saying, drink the Kool Aid. You know, my
4: God. Scared it's constant the constant uh tapes playing over and oh, over yeah. that's my, that's brainwashing there's a reason why that's illegal you can't do that in a public place you can't even do that in a private place there's a but reason you can for do that it at the end of the world that's true that's what i'm talking about that's what makes this a cult I, I,
0: brainwashing these people i just want to see what his end game is first You know what? What is the point of it? You know, I mean, I'm not trying to really make an argument against it being a cult. Um, it's it's just a matter of you know what is his idea? Because we've seen our survivors on both shows fail miserably an awful lot. Mm -hmm. If this guy's plan keeps all of his people alive, I mean, history's written written by the victors and the people still left alive. No question. I I
4: mean, and I I thought it was a great. I thought it was fantastic what they, what they did, what they built. And then, and then you start really understanding the story of, well, they're going to wipe out everybody on the surface so that they're the only ones left. Okay. You had me right up until that point. (laughs) Right to that sticking point.
0: What I didn't like though is, okay. Well, Alicia can't toss a lighter. Why did she have to stay there to get captured? That was so stupid. They were literally going out a door. She could have yeah. tossed the lighter out the door. If she just had a flicky lighter and not a Zippo, she could have lit something, pulled out some hair, lit it on fire, tossed it, and ran.
3: Yeah. wasn't Didn't yeah. she have a? Wasn't it a match, not a lighter?
0: Whatever she had, it could have lit the stuff, mm-hmm. and she could have gotten out the door.
4: Right. Yeah, I, that was a plot
3: I, hole. I, I think I think she was trying to to martyr herself like her mom. I think that was the. Mm-hmm. I mean if,
0: if people are saying uh, who, who does that come back. I wh- why? <laughs> I mean she clearly doesn't want to die because she kicks their asses when they try to kill her. So <laughs> right. I mean, what the fuck? Make up your mind. True. They
3: just stabbed
2: that guy. That was pretty cool. It's show progression.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, like, I like when he asked her, you know, are, are you know, are you martyring yourself? Are you, you know, trying to make up for something you did in the past? You know, he he hit all the points. He's like, yeah, okay, she did that. Okay, yep, she did that. Yep, she's probably doing that one right now. Right. He had her pegged. I mean. Oh yeah, pegged. without a doubt. The guy's smart. I mean, I, I, any and do we have any clue of who he
0: was before? There have been rumors that he's a serial killer that John Dory never caught. But I don't know how we're we're going to find that out. Oh shit!
2: Yeah, that's true because there should be no link to it now with John being dead.
0: Exactly.
2: <clears throat> that's a bummer.
0: <sighs> but uh, now, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, he's fantastic. I mean, if you, I know he hasn't, I haven't seen him in a whole lot. John Glover is amazing. Like you know, he's, yes, anything others,
2: he is not is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing more of him. You don't see him a whole lot. You know, he claims he slept with Seth Freddie Mercury. Not corroborated, but apparently, yeah, he had sex with Freddie Mercury. Okay, according to him.
4: I mean, is that something to brag about?
0: I mean, if you're, if he's a gay man, then yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, even that. I wasn't yeah. aware that he was. Yeah, um, yeah, he is. Um, well, I mean, shit. I mean, if, I mean, maybe not now, but if you slept with Britney Spears at the height of her popularity, wouldn't you brag about it? I'd brag about it now. <laughs> this is true. I mean, I that that was just it pulling a name out of a hat. Yes. Come on, Freddie Mercury, one of the greatest voices in rock ever, paired up with maybe I think the best guitarist ever to walk the planet. But that's just my personal opinion. If I, hung I don't
4: out think you're him.
2: in an argument here, you're, there's no other music guys really.
0: If
4: I hung out with them or had a few beers or smoked a dub or something like that, I I. I'd, Definitely brag about that, but you'd bag him too. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> A few beers dick, in, no, no, no,
2: and not that there's anything wrong with that. In this day and age, that's okay.
3: Just admit your feelings.
2: The Matrix, what?
3: <laughs> admit your feelings.
2: Oh, not <laughs> me. That's not my style. I got
3: the Matrix from that.
0: Mumbling. Man, you guys just can't understand each other tonight. Maybe uh, you need therapy, couples therapy. I need to drink, drink, more. And drink more. That's not going to help. You sure? <laughs> because that's what has us here. <clears throat>
2: anyway.
3: That's what my friend is saying.
2: Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, so, so Kev. Uh-oh. What did I Go ahead. The other oh. show that you've been, you're streaming this week.
4: Well, yeah, I mean Bad Badge, Clone Force 99. Come on.
2: Yeah. You know where I'm at?
4: You, I know. Clone You're Wars, Season Clone Two.
2: Wars. So yeah, yeah. yeah. My kids lost interest and I, I can't I don't want to forge ahead without them. So
4: early Clone Wars, early rebels, very, very difficult. Very slow. Into. Very difficult to get into. I will tell you though, it I mean it is so worth it it's the best animation I have ever seen, and it is some of the best Star Wars stories I have ever had the pleasure of getting getting involved with.
2: I want to get back to them, but there's always there's always something else to watch
1: always.
2: unfortunately. so
4: it's a lot of time. so those early those early seasons were long.
2: Yes, like I'm pretty sure like season one was like 30 episodes long,
0: yeah crap. What? yeah oh, the you know. 30 up is, yeah that that's like uh, old school syndication
4: yes so, uh, well, the whole idea initially was that it was for kids and it was going to go on for a long time i mean that was the whole idea they wanted a lot of content and they wanted to get kids involved and they wanted to engage them but then they found out that the kids weren't getting engaged they weren't staying involved and the people that were watching it were you know 35 and up males Us. that you know, that had the history of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, Filoni changed his tune a little bit. And, like I say, you know, it, the, the stories and that you get involved with some of these people, you walk away caring about particular characters that you never thought you would.
2: Yeah. And it goes in a whole lot of directions.
4: Yeah. Yep. No doubt.
2: But um, is anybody else watching anything? Else um, you are?
3: Yeah. Started watching uh just came back this week, Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a
2: pro wrestling yep. something. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah I watched it's, it too. It's on the it's on Vice Network. This week they uh first that was the first episode for season three. They talked about uh two part episode, which I didn't talk about. Brian Pillman. Ooh. So and uh how he was, I mean, he was, how like Hogan and those guys jumped from promotion to promotion. He was the first one to actually do mm-hmm. that. Like he, he walked into uh, Bischoff's office when he was with WCW, him and Steve Austin. Um, and he walked in he's like, look, I want my release. I want, you to, I want you to fire me so that I can go over to WWE at the That's- time. WWF at the time and get a better, get a contract. And so I can negotiate with Vince to get a better deal from you. Like he literally, literally told him that's what he was going to do. And it's what he, he went out and did that. And he did that. He actually mm-hmm. got a better contract from the WWF at the time. Now he had gotten hurt in, in the intro and he, but he was always working some angle. He was the, he was a master manipulator and stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, it, it's- he,
2: he was going to be a huge star.
3: Oh, he was going to be a very big star until he had, until he had his car accident so and shattered his ankle.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And he was, from what I got from the episode is his ankle was literally like, he broke the bone, like broke it in, like broke the bone in half. Like his ankle was hanging off the gurney and the nurse had to like pick it up and put it back on the gurney. I was like, yeah, that's. That's fucked. That's yeah. So, and he used one. to be like a high flyer, like, like yeah. the, yeah. Yeah, he, used to, he used to do all that crazy shit, jump off the top turnbuckle and, uh-huh. you know, stuff that they're doing they do nowadays that I mean, they do without even any remorse and repercussions. He was doing that shit in the early 90s when it yes. wasn't real big. So, and then the other one I'm watching is uh biography on wrestlers. Every every Sunday night they have another biography. The first one was Roddy Piper, which was uh he was big in the eighties, and they had the Macho Man. Was the other one, mm-hmm. but the other one, in- interim between the two, between the show, between the shows or after shows, they're doing a WWE treasure, and they're going back and getting all these old memorabilia from guys like Kane's first mask and Undertaker.
1: Oh, nice first purple.
3: Yeah, I mean it's really cool and how they have to go about finding all this stuff, and um, you know they found uh, which I'm mostly will know this by now that. The whole angle between uh, Andy Kaufman and Jerry the King Lawler was an actual shoot. It w- it was all
2: yeah, that, that was all planned out. Yes,
3: yeah, it was all planned out. Everything they did from from him, you know, powerbomb power, or yeah, power driving him the very first time, back entry, everything. Him. yep. Yeah, it was all planned. And he, they played it up to the end. And King was done. He was it was the greatest shoot ever, and it that segued everything that happens nowadays, and you get all these. Um, actors and actresses and musicians and stuff coming yeah. to the WWE and the, he was the first one to do it and it's just it's phenomenal how you know the stuff that you find out about these these characters and stuff like that so I'm interested in the other one they're going to be coming out with which you might like Paul is starting next Thursday they're doing the dark side of football
2: ooh yeah I might have to check that out
3: 10 o'clock on Vice Network on Vice, the Vice Channel so I'm gonna watch it. So uh, I'll, t- I'll talk about it next week. But
2: outstanding, I yeah,
3: do. yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. And then my son came to me and said he wants to do the the Marvel
2: rewatch Marvels in order. I'll send yeah, you the, the Yeah, I'll send you I the uh, checklist. I have. I have a really good one.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so that's, uh, what, that's what
2: he told me he wants to do. We're uh, we're we're into phase two. Where we should be going into Iron Man 3 next for ours. So
3: nice. We'll see. that's uh, it for does,
2: me. Does anybody else have anything to add? Or are we ready to wrap this up with a wisdom nugget?
0: Just where I put the I guess in. saying drop your nuggets just isn't a Corbs thing anymore. He just stopped doing
3: no, it. No, no. I'm just yeah, he needs to drop his nuggets.
2: <laughs> no, you spurred him on at least, but <clears throat> okay. Why do people like to tell you that they ran into your ex? Unless you ran into them with a car. I seriously don't care. Good night, everybody, and mega bite me bitches.
1: This has been a GeekPod Network production.